tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. I am your host, Shepard Ambellis. Today we have a very special guest with us. He's a comedian. He's a conspiracy theorist, host of the Tinfoil Hat podcast, and he's a personal friend of mine. Sam Tripoli, welcome to the podcast. How are you, brother? Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it, Shepard. You're a G, man. Thank you. Uh, oh, you likewise. Know, you're one of the, you're one of the, uh, the uh, OGs of this whole thing, so it's very cool to be able to come on your podcast and uh, chop it up with you about the crazy world we live in because... You know, you were one of the originals of this whole thing, and now it's a whole cottage industry that is flourishing wonderfully, and it's like such a, it's so important right now, and like you were one of the originals, so thank you for having me on. Anytime, it's my pleasure. So there's so much going on in the world right now with this whole COVID 2019 thing, and in a little bit too, I want to get into what you do as a comedian because I want my audience to know everything about you. You're an amazing dude, man. I went to one of your live shows and my mind was blown. It was funnier than hell. But right now, let's get into this COVID-19. Everyone wants to know, you're the host of Tinfoil Hat. You go deep, homeboy. What is your take on what is going on with this? Well, you know, I'm... You know, I'm very interested to hear what you have to say on it because you have some stuff on this asteroid hurling to us and what role that might have in this. But it, before I hear what you have to say, because I've been waiting kind of to hear your take on it before I start looking deep into it. But, you know, my whole thing is this is a globalist virus released by uh, the Communist People's Party of China and the globalist uh, part of the United States government in order to, uh, you know, be able to put together, uh, to make America basically submit to 1984-type surveillance, mandatory uh, vaccinations, and, uh, you know, just to overall just crash the economy as well. And, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you're one of the OGs that thinks that Trump isn't, good at all and I totally agree I totally agree I think they're I think that Trump is the best of the of what that position is there are things that he does that if you just say it's it's business as usual it doesn't fit into that which is now this new thing and everyone's gonna get so tired of me saying talking about but it's like non-linear warfare that I'm really into right now this notion that all things are real that it's purposely done to get us not to know what's going on and to argue with each other with real facts because we all have facts to back us up because that's done purposefully. So I think that these globalists released this in order to crash the U.S. economy, the world economy, 
Uh, and, you know, Trump is a nationalist and you get whatever you think of that. And they don't like that. And that's a war. Because I think there's just a war between, go, you know, um, nationalists or, as I call them, crime bosses versus globalists, satanic pedophiles. That's my well, opinion. What you say is, is true, Sam, from what I'm seeing. So in about six years ago, I wrote about this Rockefeller plan that they put out. And they put it out several years prior to me even finding out about it. And this plan is called Lockstep. And yes. you saw that, right? So, yeah. Yes. So, so basically, they wanted to do, uh, essentially, they said, hey, look, if we have a global pandemic, um, I assume they could even play into it however they want, real or fake, event 201, or actually release something, or, or not let a good crisis go to waste. But through this plan, they would gain all this control. They would be able to start locking down every facet of our life, basically uh, getting into our lives, monitoring us through the name basically in the name of the invisible enemy they they're now doing this and they're tracking all of our phones our movement who do we come in contact with who do you come within five feet of who you know this is the surveillance state the whole fisa thing this is what edward snowden was warning about but in the name of the invisible enemy the people around the world are really accepting of this in fact i don't know it's you know, not every American's like this, obviously, and there's obviously a lot, a lot of pushback and resistance, but you see media rhetoric. So there, there's guys sitting in the White House, you know, they're at that press conference, they're asking the president, hey, look, don't you think we need to lock it down it even more? I mean, what, yeah. what are these guys sitting in the press room, total slaves? They, you know, so everyone's so scared about this invisible enemy, they literally are locking our step. Now, yeah. so now we well, can't even know, go outside. Shepard, what I find very interesting is like, you know, we've had this facade kind of building with people over the internet. These, uh, you know, you, you remember every commercial is like, oh, don't play by the rules. Do your own thing. You're your own person. You're not going to listen to those people. Don't let those people tell you what to do because you're a rebel. And then all these rebels who are like raging against the machine suddenly turn around and just can't stop regurgitating mainstream media talking points. And, right. and what we see right now is like, it's actually kind of brilliant what they're doing if it wasn't so yeah. evil in that. The virus doesn't hit, but if you tell everybody to seclude themselves, you could say it's because you told them to seclude themselves, even mm -hmm. though it never hit. It never hit what they say it was. Now, people in New York could be listening to this and going crazy. Yes, New York City was, for lack of a better term, a war zone, okay, when it comes to this virus. But outside of that, I mean, I have people all the time, you know, the listeners on my show, they're so uh, wonderful. Uh, they always talk about, I mean, they're always there to support, and we call them the swarm. So these swarm have been, like, taking pictures, uh, texting me, or, you know, tweeting me about how their hospitals are closing down because yeah. there's not enough patients in them. Right. And then, of course, the, the counterpoint to that will be, well, they've had to release people because they have to cut non-essential departments. And I'm like, 
that doesn't make any sense. If right. one department is getting slammed, you send people from the department that's not getting slammed over to the department that is getting slammed. Because at the end of the day, you know, they need nurses who are, can help with patients if it's as bad as they're telling us it is. Sam Tripoli, you're exactly right. And now the General O'Shaughnessy came out. He's the commander of the Northern Aerospace Command. He's locked down inside NORAD with his team. They've sealed him into the mountain. He came out and said, this is a war. They're deploying 16,000 trauma surgeons into empty hospitals right now. And now they're telling us that all grocery stores hospitals and sports stadiums are terror targets. What do you think's going on? Oh, I mean, it's pretty obvious what's going on. They're trying to figure out, a, they want to get martial law in here. You know, that's, that is what is going on. And I, what, whether they do it or not, I don't know, but whatever their plan was, it, it felt, it didn't work and it crashed too early. It didn't spread quick enough. And the words get on every day. I got people going, you know what, dude, I, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but this doesn't make any sense. And you have the hardline people that would rather be right than do right. And what do right would be is like, yeah, something's going on. It's very interesting, man. You know, you and all the greats who have been doing this forever, the, the rhetoric that was thrown your way, you know, you're, you're crazy, you're attention seekers, you're troublemakers. You're, you're just idiots, you know, whatever they called you and now they call us who have joined you, you know, it's very interesting because if in the reality, what, what you and I and everybody before me and after me are trying to do is spread love and help people. Like, right. I, dude, I would love to not have to do a show on this stuff. I would exactly. love to not have to talk about rampant pedophilia in Hollywood and Washington, D.C. I, I would love it. I would gladly, and this is the truth, give up my show if it meant that all of that would stop. 100%. Exactly. I would give it up, and I, I would go to one of my other two shows I have. I have three shows, Punch Drunk, yep. uh, Tinfoil Hat, and my new one, Broken Simulation. I call it the Trinity of Stupidity, Okay. I just came up with that. I was very proud of myself. But the nice. point is I would gladly give up broken I would gladly give up Timfall hat if it meant that all this would go away because I don't enjoy this. Do you think I like spreading the word about children getting hurt, spreading the word about mandatory vaccinations, uh uh the draconian 1984 uh surveillance that they want to put in. Do you think I like that? What, what, what do I, who gets off on that? It's, it's weird. And it's just like, we just, you can't save those who don't want to be saved. And that's just the weird part of this whole thing. Absolutely. I'm, I'm the same way. I'd, <clears throat> I'd much rather be on a stage in front of a, a group of people doing comedy <laughs> like yourself. But uh, so this is dark stuff. So I came across, I'm researching COVID, right? And all of a sudden, I came, my investigation took a twist. So the very same people, the Johns Hopkins Institute that control the whole entire COVID death map around the world 
are the very same people that control the trajectory of near-Earth asteroids through NASA's Project DART. I started digging into this further, and I found out that there's a national presidential level plan to deflect asteroids and they just started meeting about it in june of 2018 Dude, and things are ramping my up mind man so now they've in this international working body that they formed that they actually sat down with governments across the world they decided uh that hey look they're discovering 2,000 new near-earth objects every year now and they're discovering them only 30 days to 60 days to 90 days out and they're posing a real threat so i started thinking about all this okay dude you're going through a lot of information man right go, we got let's sit down i need to digest what you're saying so let's start with i mean if you don't mind me asking some questions sure. right now so you you were doing research right and you found that this group of people, uh, let's say we'll call them the John Hopkins crew, okay, were, were discovering or putting in effect a plan that involved asteroid, yeah. a asteroid, many asteroids, a couple right. asteroids? Right, that's right. And uh, so, well, okay, so they control through NASA's Project DART, they're part of a program that diverts asteroids or mitigates them okay this is a public program and they say that it became that it went online in april this month but they claim their first test isn't going to be for like a year and a half however the secretary of state michael pompeo said that we are in a live exercise and when so imagine this i'm a journalist i i did 160 and now it's more, it's like 200 reports on COVID. But at the time, about 160 reports on COVID. I was the most authored, I still am, most authored journalist in the world on the subject, plain and simple. My investigation takes a twist because I find this out. Now, I, I happen to be studying things like Planet X since I was 12 years old. And I've had the privilege of interviewing top Planet X experts. So what it comes down to, and it all came in, it, it all came to, into my mind at once when I was walking the dog. Basically, uh, Sam, in around, so back in the day, right? I mean, we're going back to the discovery of Neptune in 1846. Astronomers speculated that another planet may exist beyond its orbit. And a hunt for a large trans-Neptune object began. Uh, fast forwarding to 1847, the planet Uranus had nearly made one full orbit since its discovery by William Herschel in 1781, and astronomers had already detected irregularities in its orbit, which could in no way be explained by Newton's laws of physics. Now, uh, the whole thing is, is the Royal Society uh, gave several astronomers an achievement on this, and later on, um, uh, basically, in the 20th century, an American businessman and astronomer, Perseveral Lowell, theorized the existence of a perturber beyond Neptune, which he dubbed Planet X. Um, as it turns out, his hypothesis was validated by Clyde Tombaugh with the discovery of Pluto in 1930 when Pluto was officially named the ninth planet. So in 2014, based on similarities of the orbits 
of a group of recently discovered extreme trans-Neptune objects, astronomers hypothesize the existence of a super-Earth planet 2 to 15 times the mass of Earth beyond 200 AU with the possibility of a high inclined orbit at some 1500 AU. Now, this is what researchers like Zachariah Sitchin, Dr. Jason Rand, and others have talked about. So as this all came into play, the US government started realizing there was something going on. In the fall of 2015, the New York Times published a piece, piece that uh, basically questioned, is there a planet X, a massive perturber hidden beyond Pluto? Okay, so uh, it goes on and on. And in, on January 30th of 1983, the New York Times reported in a piece, ideas and trends, clues get warm in the search for Planet X, that something's out there beyond the farthest reaches of the known solar system. So this all prompted uh, and them to launch this in 1983, the IRAS telescope, which NASA launched as a space-based telescope. When they launch that telescope, it's, it, it looks at things in the infrared spectrum. So the whole deal is, is you can't see this thing because it's a brown dwarf star system. It's a nemesis to our sun. It's very hard to see. It sucks up all sunlight. The only way you can see something like this is in a different light spectrum. So they need infrared to see it. Now, as crazy as it sounds, in 1984, Oliver North and Ronald Reagan formed Rex 84 or Readiness Exercise 84, which was and still is a classified drill and scenario that may be used to detain large numbers of U.S. citizens who have been deemed to be security threats in the event that the president declares a national emergency. Uh, a reporter reporting for the Miami Herald in the July 5th, 1987 edition basically uh, came out and said, look, the government has these internment camps and therefore the American people. So that's when you saw this uh, briefing or this, this piece from Congress. There's trans transcripts from the Iran-Contra hearing in 1987. And basically they were talking about Oliver North's program and they said, Colonel North, in your work at the NSC, were you not assigned at one time to work on plans for the continuity of government in the event of a major disaster? And uh, the Congressman Jack Brooke, or uh, Britton Sullivan, North's counsel, said, Mr. Chairman. And Senator Daniel said, I believe that question touches upon a highly sensitive and classified area, so I may request that you do not touch upon that. Okay, said, so I, this is a lot of shit, man. I know I just cut you off, but yep. we, well, this is a lot of shit. So we jumped from Planet X. Do you believe yes. Planet X exists? The it's not me saying this. It's the U.S. government that discovered it with their IRAS telescope after previous astronomers discovered it. So what they did do was... You, do, you, do you believe... Yes. That it it's, could be pl Project Blue Beam and all. I'm just asking the question. No, as no, this because this goes out through documented history and the first incursion into the Iraq War in around 2003 was dubbed Operation Planet X. They went right to the Baghdad Museum and they also raided another town and they went right after ancient Sumerian artifacts and Anunnaki cylinder seals, which confirmed all this and they were able to get more information. They literally formed concentration camps for the American people based on this scenario in case of a natural disaster. Then they formed FEMA. See, FEMA's formed 
basically through executive order, right? So they circumvented everything. Now FEMA has more power than the president. And if a national emergency is activated, which for the first time all 50 states are in a national disaster, the president has activated and empowered FEMA through this due to the invisible enemy COVID-19. And basically it gives FEMA it, it under executive order, you know, power to do anything. For instance, executive order 10990 allows the federal government to take over all modes of transportation and control highways and seaports. Executive order 10995 allows the government to seize and control communication and media. Executive order 10997 allows the government to take over all electrical power, gas, petroleum, fuels, and minerals, and the list goes on and on and on. Put people in work brigades, relocate populations. So, Remember when Ronald Reagan was talking about an alien threat, they already knew that an inbound object was moving in. If you look at history, the Blue Kachina, the Hopi Prophecy, um, all across the board, Mayan, Sumerian. The white, the white pale horse. Yeah, behold uh, You know, it's horse. like a friend of mine who since has gone crazy. He talks about how all religions end in a with a pale horse yes which could be also a like an asteroid coming and just jacking yes. everybody of course yeah. it's always great so, to talk about this so, hey, hold a baby <laughs> yeah really so ronald reagan talked in a in a famous speech uh back in the day in 1987 for the un and he referenced a threat from outer space essentially so they put these detainment camps and they knew what was coming, okay? That's what all the FEMA camps are. Now, fast forward to People March. People don't know these FEMA camps. Sorry to keep cutting you. I'm just trying to get some information. Uh, so the, if, for those who do not know what the FEMA camps are, just know all across the United States, the United States has been buying up uh, abandoned or uh, shut down Walmarts and converting them into FEMA camps. And a lot of these camps have giant um, giant uh, fences around them. And what basically is, is like, at, like in a prison, right? You will see uh, how the uh, barbed wire is set. So it could go like out back like that, right. or go boom, in like that. When it goes out like that, it's there to keep people from the outside from coming in. When yes. it's done like this, it's there to keep people from the inside getting out. Yes, you're right. These camps were clearly made to keep people in. So fast forward, let's fast forward to the White House press briefing on March 13th, just recently. So um, in this press briefing, uh, Donald Trump said, this is the only the beginning of what we are really doing. And now we're in a different phase. We had some very old and obsolete rules. And I wrote in parentheses, the U.S. Constitution, that we had to live with that worked under certain circumstances, but not under mass circumstances. He says, this is a quote from the president, that they were for a very long time, they were in place for a very long time, and we'll be breaking them down now, and they are very useful in certain instances, but not for this. To unleash the full power of the federal government of this effort today, I'm officially declaring a national emergency. Ladies and gentlemen, with that statement, the president handed over full control to FEMA. Now, check Who this out. Who is this, Reagan? No, no this Trump. is President Trump just recently. He, it, when he declared a national, national emergency on March 14th, he handed over all power to FEMA. Now, listen to this. 
on, on March 13th, President Donald Trump uh, initiated the Stafford Act, okay? Now, the Stafford Act, um, he, they said they did this in the name of COVID, the invisible enemy, but what the Stafford Act actually did was that, that National Near-Earth Object Preparedness and Strategy Action Plan obtained by Intel Hub, it's posted on the White House website. Okay, it's a real action plan. It's a mitigation plan named Damien. It stands for detecting and mitigating the impact of earthbound near earth objects. This was activated when the president activated the Stafford Act. So in my opinion, I believe that this was all done to activate the Stafford Act to activate this near earth object mitigation plan because there is inbound objects, which I found out about. So on April 29th, there's this asteroid coming in called um, 1998-OR2, and it can not only impact us, this is not me saying this, this is NASA's variable data. People have to know how to read Jet Propulsion Laboratory data. Uh, they can go in and check this out. I have all the links. And basically what it comes down to uh, is when an asteroid's moving in, if they just discovered this thing fairly recently and they don't have a lot of orbits, they don't know a real tight trajectory and they can't predict it. So we're in the well of this thing. So if you imagine a big tube that's probably thousands of miles across or tens of thousands of miles across, this asteroid can travel anywhere in that tube. It's going to travel in that tube, but it could travel anywhere in that tube. Earth happens to be in that tube's path. It could safely oh, miss us or man. it could hit. Yeah. So now the thing is, is this is going to make a close approach on April 29th. And literally it's NASA's data saying this, um, it can strike. I'm not saying it is, but it can. Now there, a meteorite just hit in Nigeria. They covered it up. They said it was a truck explosion. It definitely wasn't a truck explosion. Okay. Now, oh, so um, tell me a little about that. Okay, so there was a meteor strike in Nigeria and they literally said it was a truck explosion, but uh, I had uh, Marshall Masters on uh, talking about Planet X, and he knows a demolition specialist. He had them take a look at it, and just as I thought, you don't see any blast fragments or anything. It, it's 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 not. You don't see this truck blown all over or anything like they claim. It's a literal meteor crater, and lately there have been many meteor craters, or not meteor craters, meteorites entering the atmosphere. I mean, large fragments and burning up basically almost before impact. In fact, several prompted the Department of Homeland Security, like in, um, in several countries, for them to go check this out. The Philippines was one of them. Okay, so basically um, at, uh, it goes on and on, but on, um, on uh, Mike Pompeo said we were in a live exercise, okay? Um, and this gets, it plays into this because several days ago on the 14th of this month now in April, which is 30 days after the president announced a national emergency, Donald Trump, no one knows this, they're not going around reporting this, it's real, I have all the documentation, has vested his power as president into Mike Pompeo. Mike Pompeo is essentially the president of the United States right now. And is a so who's running? Is it FEMA or is it Mike? FEMA is in full control. I don't, I don't know how that, uh, uh, so like they would still try to, so what ha would happen, say there's an earthbound object. So if this planet's moving in, basically it's going to push a bunch of asteroids into us 
and that's maybe what they're worried about. I don't know. They, maybe they're just worried about one asteroid. I don't know. They got plans to mitigate them. It's not me saying this. They're actually doing it. So there's many ways to mitigate asteroids. So what I figure they'll probably do is, you know, they'll take Air Force One up. They'll put the president up indefinitely when things start happening. They'll put the vice president up indefinitely. Mike Pompeo will probably be in a bunker in the White House. And also the General O'Shaughnessy, who's head of the Northern Aerospace Command, is already locked down with his team in NORAD. And he's directed to act independently of the president and fully authorized to strike or do anything he deems necessary independently of the president. So they've set up continuity of government apparatus to not fail from any way. So how, however they do it, they've got it all set up. Now, um, I also wrote an article, Planet X for Dummies. People can go on IntelHub and put in the search box, Planet X for Dummies, and it starts explaining the whole thing if they really want to know about the planet. But they, essentially, no one's saying this is happening. No one's saying it's coming, but actually they are. So NASA and top scientists and astronomers have been reporting this for years and especially since like 2015 they talked about planet nine has moved into our solar system keep in mind they downgraded pluto so by downgrading pluto they made pluto planet nine in my opinion this was a very tactful thing that they did because they didn't want the newly discovered planet to search out as planet 10 which is planet x they didn't want that to search out like that, okay? Then they probably gave a bunk orbit for Planet 9 because it doesn't look highly elliptical. Yet, they're also admitting a comet's coming into the solar system so that's five times the mass of Jupiter and half the size of the sun with another tail that's another half the size of the sun, making the whole complete thing bigger than the size of the sun. that big? Yes. Now, they're saying the core of this comet is essentially four miles across, but they don't even know that and no one really does and they're saying the corona is larger than the sun however i don't see any object larger than the sun out there right now and i'm starting to wonder what exactly is going on so when i know all these plans and i see all this if something is i mean so we're recording this on saturday i I, i'm putting it out on on a tuesday uh i don't know when you might put out so i don't know what day people are going to be listening to this today but uh, wouldn't we see this already? So, wouldn't we see something already in the sky if it's that big and it's only a week, a little over a week away? Okay, so in terms of there's several objects and, and many things we're talking about. So there's a big, massive planet that's if if the leg- how the legend goes in all the history and what all top planet experts say. Is that what you're talking right, about? Stuff like that. That comes from behind the sun and you don't see this thing until it passes and creeps up onto us because of the nature of it. And it's a brown dwarf star system and it absorbs sunlight and but we'll start noticing major earth changes and, and the shit's going to get real and Yellowstone supervolcano might blow up and all this stuff could go along with that. But if asteroids are just coming in or or many, or they fragmented one. See, there's deflection plans. They can use kinetic impactors. They can kinetically impact with an asteroid and change its trajectory, okay? They can use nuclear deflection where if they can't use a kinetic impactor, they can deflect it with a nuclear deflection where they try not 
to break it up, but they try to deflect it by blowing an explosive up in front of it and it diverts it out. Now, in the case of this inbound object, when there's not enough time to do any of that, there's only two ways to mitigate it. This comes right out of the White House deflection plan. It's not me saying this. Uh, basically, nuclear obliteration is their only option, and their second option is brace for impact. Now, whether they think, yeah, so if they think that the chunks aren't going to go all, you know, what's the best thing? Do Is it a city killer? Is it a continent killer? You know, do they know it's going to miss us? Here's the thing. What justifies in your mind, okay, besides a total New World Order takeover and the full nine yards and lockstep and they're just going crazy, and what justifies military rollout worldwide? People say war. Okay, no. Why are we watching everyone position equipment for four months now? Okay, no. Why are we seeing populations lock everything down? Why are we seeing them do what they're doing? Yeah, New World Order stuff, maybe they're not letting a crisis go to waste, but also if an object was going to hit and they quite didn't know where it was going to hit or many were going to hit, what would they do? And it looks like the invisible enemy may be some kind of, of diversion for, you know, what you're seeing go on basically. So, um, it, so I'm investigating COVID. I find out all these hospitals are empty. There's, literally hundreds of videos we have on Intel Hub, they're empty. Now they're sending all of a sudden trauma surgeons within the last couple of days. They've uh, activated over a million okay, now reservists. Click. Oh, now listen, man. what trauma surgeons do, trauma surgeons oh, don't, man. trauma, look, trauma surgeons handle impact wounds. Look, they just now openly admitted that a secret team, a joint task force team is securing Washington, D.C., they're moving in right now. They're getting ready to put people in underground bases because there's some kind of event coming that they know about. They, why would they send, why would they activate a million reservist troops? Why would they ship worldwide they're doing this? Why would they give shoot them on site orders if you come out of your house? What don't they want us to see? Coincidentally, I track military movements. I track UFO movements. You're not going to believe this. You Maybe you are. I mean, you're host of Tinfoil Hat. So here it goes. Look. There's literal UFO armadas have been moving in over the last two weeks. So the footage looked real to me. I literally went to NASA's cameras and confirmed it was space-based footage. I now have space-based footage confirming ground-based footage. It's real. There's armadas of UFOs here. Are they the Anunnaki? Are they benevolent UFOs here to witness an event? Are they going to witness an extinction-level event? Are they going to mitigate it? What's going on? Is there some kind of incursion or invasion that they're prepping for do they not know what the the nature of the anunnaki what's going on i don't know and i'm not saying any of this is going to happen but it's actually kind of happening everything i've been talking about is unfolding and it's very real host a tinfoil hat sam tripoli what do you think of that uh i'm kind of in shock right now and it's like, fuck. Why do you so deploy 16,000 trauma surgeons to empty hospitals and then have essentially Trojan horse ships sitting at bay, which soldiers could come out of, or Noah's Ark ships, which happen to be parked by two of the major zoos? Why are you telling people to stay away from sea lines? Why are you telling people to stay away from beaches? Why are you keeping people inside? What don't you want them to see? Hey, dude. I, I, I'm always down for a good uh, a good mystery, dude. And 
I'm kind of in shock. I'm kind of like, should I grab the kids and drive to, to see my dad outside in Arizona, man, you know, to get out of Cali. What it's like, what, what is going on? So I'm a trends analyst. All right, Sam. So what I see, like I told you, they declared a national emergency 30 days ago. Exactly 30 days after that, they vest the powers of the president into Mike Pompeo. That seems like an action plan. What? Do we have 15 days left until the event? 30 days left to the event? Did they already mitigate asteroids and they've passed us? Did lockdowns go in effect in China? in Italy, in certain areas of the world where they thought things were going to impact, but they mitigated them. Why do they keep extending lockdowns? Why are they talking about lockdowns extending years? Now, coincidentally, if Planet X were to pass, it's like a 27-month cycle. It's 13 months inbound retrograde to our solar system, 13 months outbound, and that's 13 months of hell. You've heard all these stories, Noah's flood, all this. You start getting a planet moving in close that's five times the size of Jupiter, it's going to cause some disturbance. There was also a major double coronial mass ejection on the sun the other day. I've never seen it before. Neither has no one that I know of, especially astronomers and everything that I know of. We have all the data and it intervened with Earth's interstellar magnetic field line and it really rippled it. And we also caught a major sideswipe from a CME, which can cause a blackout. Now, we're also in a drill. They said they canceled it, but they didn't. So we're in a national level exercise 2020 drill. Okay, this is a capstone event, but I feel like they're using this drill. They would have had to tell governors and people without classifications to know that something, some object or an extinction level event's coming they would have had to tell everyone it's a drill to roll it out. So meanwhile, governors think they're getting their ventilators, their dust masks, which they said they didn't even need, and now they're adding to a national stockpile to use them at a later date. Why do they need ventilators and dust masks? Look, we got contracts with governments, with foreign governments. They pay them $10 billion a year, Argentina, Brazil, the African uh, National Congress turned this plan down. They didn't want to do it. That's how I found out about it. We got contract with governments to house displaced American citizens in case the Yellowstone supervolcano wants to blow up, Sam. But the Yellowstone supervolcano, they must have known something because the contracts went into place in 2014 and they extend a 10-year period till 2024. So they knew something imminent was going to happen within that period. How would they tell when a Yellowstone supervolcano is going to blow up. The only way you could do that is if you knew an interstellar object was moving in because that affects everything. Okay. That's what like pole shifts are based on stuff like this. So that's where I'm at with my investigation. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. I'm uh, I'm blown away, dude. <clears throat> wow. Wow, 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 wow. Man. So is, is any way I war game it, I just can't figure out what justifies the military deployment and rollout worldwide and martial law-like tactics. Um, they're closing down meat packing plants. They're basically using food up till the last minute. They're saying 
they're hoarding seeds, basically telling us they're non-essential. They're hoarded dust masks. Okay. The American people, they told us we can't have them. Basically, you don't need them. They hoarded them. There's oxygen cylinders being delivered throughout certain parts of Texas and stuff. So you're from, talking about dust masks? Yeah. So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, are we talking about asteroid dust? Are we talking about Yellowstone dust, super volcano dust? What's going to go on here? And, 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 and everything's positioned. Trauma surgeons. Trauma surgeons deal with impact wounds. Wow, dude. Wow. I, so, so they think it's going to happen on the 29th? That's a guesstimation? I don't know. I know that's one asteroid that I think can hit because I saw NASA's variable data, and it's, it's them... It's their data. It's not like their data says it for sure is going to hit. Their data says it is possible. But there's been objects flying by us all day long lately and narrowly missing us. And I have at least five to ten videos, which I posted on my Twitter feed, just in the last week and a half of big meteor fragments burning in. And we talked about the one impacted in Nigeria. Does that bring this into full? Like if you war game, okay, I'm war gaming this right now. What would justify, does COVID justify military? Now, okay, let's say. Uh, well, I mean, COVID- it's very interesting because, you know, I mean, if you play this game that they play, you know, um, they do layers upon layers upon layers. I mean, if you look at 9 11, dude, there's a good chance that that was just a modern day. Uh, Operation Northwoods, and that all these other stories about hijackers and all this stuff is just layers of deceit upon layers of deceit. So it's it, it takes forever to get to the actual, you know, the onion. It's just you're right. peeling back and the that onion seems over and over like again. what it's what I've like peeled back. So like any way I can war game this. Nothing really okay. So the only thing that I think would justify a military rollout like that, if COVID was legit, would be it would have to be a bioweapon with eighty to one hundred percent kill rate. But we're just not seeing the hospitals packed. So then I have to assume there's something else. Either they're they're using an invisible enemy to bring us into martial law, and they just said, okay, it's time. Uh, let's go for it. The death. It's kill. possible. Right. I mean. So that's the first layer, right? right. That, no, the first layer is there's a disease that could kill everybody. Stay home. That's the right. first layer. Peel that back. The next layer is globalists uh, are trying to get Trump out of office because he's ruining all their plans. Peel that back. And now we're at there's an asteroid hurling towards Earth, and it, we don't know if it's going to hit us, but we're in its well. Right. Exactly. Now, uh, you, you, I know you got to uh, do a read and, and get that out to your audience. Why don't you go ahead and do <laughs> that it, now? Dude. I love it. Guys, today's show is brought to you by uh, my good friends now at, that's right, Raycon E25 ear, True Wireless Earbuds, dude. It's That's it. You know, I, I love to work out. I love to do all the, you know, when I'm doing my hardcore ass kicking, Krav Maga, I like to have my earphones in so my hands can work free so I can work on just kicking ass. But apparently that's not going to matter now because I can't karate chop 
an asteroid, right? I mean, as far as I know, I can't well, karate chop. Not, not even that. You can't even karate chop anything because they've shut down all gyms in America. Oh, I know. Well, I, I just make up moves as I go, and I can <laughs> because my hands are freeze. But you know what? I love it whether you're working from home, you're fitness, which I'm doing hardcore, and then I have my daughters watch me, and then they realize what a grown-ass man their, their father is, okay? Uh, I don't care where you're listening, what you're listening to, okay? You need, everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you drop, go and drop $100 on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from my good friends at Raycon. Pow, 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 pow. Boop, boop, boop. Raycons. Dude, you know those other ones are just, I mean, I've, I've used the other people and they are just garbage. But Raycon has been very nice. They sent me a bunch of these. And, I'm going to check uh, them out. Nice enough to send me a bunch of air and you get this little thing right here and it's uh i can't open it right now but it's really nice the earbuds are in there they give you a whole bunch of different uh assortments of earbuds you could use look at that pow 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 that's called love right there that's because they're a good company that loves their their uh customers okay so you already know ray ray raycon earbuds start at half the price of any of the other premium wireless earbuds on the market okay the newest model the everyday e25 earbuds are the best ones yet with six hours of playtime, seamless bluetooth pairing more bass and more compact design that gives you a nice noise isolating fit raycon earbuds are so comfortable perfect for comfort calls and binging your podcast like mine and shepherds unlike the other wireless ones Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, okay? And guess what? They're made by Ray J. How great is that? I'm doing a I have a sponsor that's involved. I'm one degree from Ray J. <laughs> that's How good's awesome. my life? <laughs> so, uh, Ray J, you know, it was co-founded by Ray J and other celebrities like Snoop Dogg and J.R. Smith Dogg. That's what we're talking about. And uh well it's it's uh it was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, uh, Melissa, Melissa Esridge, J.R. Smith are set, are obsessed with Raycons. Uh, pick a pair up and you'll see what the hype is. So this is what we're doing for our listeners right now. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash Sam. That's go buyraycon.com slash Sam. Okay, and for 15, 15% off your Raycon wireless earbuds, buy Raycon.com slash Sam. Raycon. So it's the, the website is buyraycon.com slash R-A-Y-C-O-N.com. B-Y-B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N. And.com slash Sam. Thank you for sponsoring the show. And thank you for letting me do that read, dude. You Absolutely. Are, you just blew my mind. You know, it's very interesting. It's last night, uh, Duncan and Trussell and I sat around and talked for about an hour. And uh, he was bringing up that he's a little nervous about this asteroid. Yeah. My opinion is, I, I, it's out of my hands. But right, right. now, I'm kind of like, should I right. throw the kids and the lady into a car? And go visit my dad in Arizona for a week and see if this thing flies by. Um, mm -hmm. It's very interesting. We live in interesting. But, dude, think about this, dude. 
Think about all the stuff that's happened in the last 20 years. If this is an end of days asteroid hit, like it happened before with the Anunnaki want to reset everything, we would pretty much have basically experienced everything tragic all in about 20 year span, right? I mean, like all the historical things that we talk about for all the time, plagues, you know, um, uh, you know, 9-11, all this stuff that's just traumatized us over the years, you know, uh, now, uh, now an asteroid hitting us uh, would just be the cherry on the apocalyptic four horsemen fucking cherry on top of the Sunday, right? I mean, yeah. it's kind of crazy. It's yeah, kind of crazy. No, it is. And, you know, again, it's not me saying this. It's just that this is where my investigations led me. And, I have to wonder why they went from locking Northcom down to now they sent a special joint task force team to Washington just days ago, and they're getting ready to evacuate uh, personnel in the Capitol and, and, you know, any government personnel. Meanwhile, um, all this is unfolding. Very weird. Well, Sam Tripoli, let's all, let's talk about what you do as a comedian and, uh, not get into all the gloom and doom toward the end of the show and you know you're a funny dude man i went and seen your show uh there were some other comedians there but you killed it what thank uh, you how long you've been doing all that and what made you do it well you know i tell people that i've always wanted to be a comedian for uh since i realized i existed you know from the moment there comes a moment where you realize you're, you're, you're something in the universe. And at that moment, I, I wanted to be a comic. I, I didn't even, I wanted to be a comic before I even knew that being a comic, you know, was a thing or that there was a name for it. Right. So I always wanted to do, I remember trying to make door to door salesmen laugh at my house when they came and tried to sell my mom stuff. Just think about how crazy it was back then. Guys would come to your house and try to sell you shit. And it wasn't drugs. Think about right. that. There were like vacuums and all this weird stuff. Yeah, dude. I mean, that, so I've always wanted, I was class clown in uh, sixth grade and then class clown as a senior. Moved to Vegas because mm-hmm. I thought it'd be a good place to start. At right. that time, it was not. It was not a good place to start. But, uh, you know, I'm blessed, dude. I'm blessed. I'm yeah. really blessed. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I love doing it, but I'm telling you, man, now that I have two babies, man, I haven't really missed doing stand up as much as I thought I would, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, something you've been doing so long, so often, and then you, uh, now have something that forces you to take a break. I, I'm kind of enjoying it. Yeah. I'm kind it's of nice. enjoying it. So I'm getting really into podcasting, you know? This will, I mean, I'm putting out three podcasts a week, sometimes four, just because there's so much to talk about. Yeah, man. And, you know, I'm just enjoying it and then doing the live streams. And I got, you know, I have three podcasts, Tinfoil Hat, Punch Drunk, and now I have Broken Simulation, which is just a, I call it the Sports Center for the Apocalypse. Just basically me talking about the most restart, r- ridiculous shit. And it's just meant to be fun. And I love it, dude. I, I thoroughly enjoy, I love as much as I love doing stand-up. I love making people laugh. I love working the internet. And I'm having a great time. And you can get information out to people. And I thoroughly enjoy it, dude. Yeah, you actually get truth out during your uh, stand-up 
uh, performance. I thought that was pretty cool, man. That's an excellent way to wake people up. I myself uh, had a concept like that years ago. I was like, man, if someone could just come out and be like funny, we could get this this word out even more. So you've got that on lock, man. That good, good job. Thank you. You know, I've been blessed that like a friend of mine for like easily 20 years, Eddie Bravo, we're very close. I, you know, I'm very lucky that he is kind of one of the uh, big faces of this whole thing. And yeah, it was his idea to go on tour. So I'm like, let's do it. You know, it's, it's great. And, you know, we sell out everywhere and we get basically every conspiracy theorist from whatever city we're in to come see us. And, you know, no matter, and they're very open-minded to a lot of stuff, man. You know, we've had Jimmy Dore on our show. Mm -hmm. We've had some really great, con Duncan Trussell do our shows. Tim Dillon does our shows. It's a, so, and they're very smart and they're very open-minded to a, a variety of uh, points of views, which I right. thoroughly enjoy. And I think oh, it's yeah. important. I think it's, you know, there was this old um, HBO show that only lasted for a minute. But in the uh, trailer for the movie, for the TV show, it had one of the best lines I've ever heard. And it always really stuck with me. And that line was, you know, get them laughing, slip them the truth. <laughs> and, uh, and that's kind of what I've always done. I I'm considered now an old school comic. I was told that 10 years ago. So I don't know what I'm considered now. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of this stuff is really foo-foo what's going yeah. on in comedy. Yeah, they to they toned it down, man. No one has any balls anymore, I guess. Well, there's a lot of people that have balls. They, they just it's kind of like you and what you do. You just got to find them, right? And you know they're out there, and it's like we are. And assuming that the world doesn't end on the 29th, which I'm hoping it doesn't, because that will really fuck my plans up. But if it doesn't, uh, we're entering, I think, a beautiful time. I think the awakening is better than ever, and that's not necessarily a cue thing. That's more just uh, just a looking around. Yeah. I mean, every day people are waking up mm -hmm. to the fact that there is a psyop going on to get us all to fight with each other, to bend over and take it from Big Brother. And I think it, it's going to be impossible to put back in to the uh, the put the genie back in the bottle. You know, for sure. And Big Brother's not even using, uh, Big Brother doesn't even use Vaseline. Well, yeah. Sam Tripoli, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I appreciate it. Tell everyone how to support you. Um, uh, you can find me uh, at all social media at Sam Tripoli, T R I P O L I. Um, you know, I have a really, I have a Patreon where every day, I do what I call uh, the daily dose, which is a 20 to 30 minute story on whatever is uh, big in the, uh, the world of conspiracies. That's yes. at patreon.com backslash or forward slash, depending on which way you're coming from, uh, tin foil hat. Uh, and my new, my new podcast called Broken Simulation, you can go to brokensimulation.com or you can uh, go to uh, youtube.com backslash sam triple comedy or youtube.com backslash tinfoil hat with sam triple either one of those you can find all my content absolutely sam i appreciate you coming on the show and as this develops maybe you can come on sometime with eddie bravo and we can all well, i'm gonna warn you that eddie on. bravo doesn't believe in space
at all. Oh, right. No, I know. I know. So this is, that's why that would be uh, an interesting show because I know that. And I want to see like you know, what his mind's thinking. Fun debate shows. Yeah. You know, not fights, but debates. And uh, it might be fun to have you two debating space. Yeah, man. And I'm down with uh, some of these flat earth tests. I've seen them. I, I know they're shooting lasers across frozen lakes 30 miles and whatnot. And the government shoots Whatever we're on, dude, they're not telling us. Yeah. Whatever really. it is, dude. I tried to work everything. I've had Santos Benacci on. He thinks we're in a realm. We're in the realm of many realms. Seven, uh, below, seven above, seven below. There's I, I, top top minds think we're in a simulation. Top scientists. So like, hey, I how could, could someone think well. someone's crazy for saying we're on a flat Earth? I mean, there's. I'll lots never of tell anybody. Listen, unless you're coming at me with mainstream media views, which crack me up. Right. Uh, I, I'm open. Like, you want to come on my show and t- try to convince me that Michelle Obama has a dick? I'll listen to it. I'll listen to it. It's not my thing, but I'll listen to it. Yeah. And, you know, you got a black belt. I got a black belt. You know, I mean, the, if I took you, dude, and put you right in the middle of some of my friends out here and have you tell all that story, people would be running around screaming and shouting in anger, and, and they would be yeah. crying, and they'd be calling you a crazy person. What we had right here was a black belt discussion, yeah. and that's – that's important to have black. You know, I just had a, a woman on that tried to tell me that John Bonet Ramsey isn't real, and she listed all this shit, and it was very interesting. Now she went to say that nobody died on nine eleven. Not my thing. Don't agree with that. Did you see on my Twitter feed that um, I posted a picture of Dr. Wayne Carver, who was in the Sandy Hook uh, fiasco, and he actually supposedly died in 2019, and now it looks like he's standing next to the president at the White House podium. Oh, I, I got to go, go check out your website, dude. I want to see. You know, the, the hospitals being empty is like, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. And... You know, this asteroid hitting would be a really good reason to shut down or f- lay off staff from hospitals. Right. More than nobody's going to the hospital. Right. People are. So, I don't know, man. I might take a trip with the babies, put them in a car and drive them to... Notice the- Governor Cuomo keeps telling people in New York to enjoy family. Enjoy time with family right now. Why do they got all these respirators? Trump says they openly didn't need, but hey, they're going to add them to the stockpile to lose, use them at a later date. Yet they're still trying to obtain all this stuff. They just handed out six million dust masks. Oh, crazy, we crazy live stuff. In crazy times, brother. I appreciate you having me on, Shepard. We'll do it Good again time. soon, and uh, let's let's uh, stay in touch, brother. Where uh, are you still out in the middle of everything? Did you come back to civilization? Oh, I'm out in the middle of everything. <laughs> I love it. A, no, <laughs> no, I'm always, I'm always here and there, man. So uh, I'm just going to keep Dude, doing this. Dude, for the end of times, you have great hair, brother. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> how you keep your hair so, so luxurious in these, uh, in these end of days. I mean, apparently the oh, Four yeah. Horsemen Apocalypse all work at a hair salon and, and they're working your hair. I love it. Oh, that's awesome, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. You have a good all day, right, man. All right. You're the best. Take care. Bye.